You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. I'm Joseph Casco alongside my partner, Mark Nortz. Hello, hello. And now we're joined by Chad Steele, the Senior Vice President of Communications for the Baltimore Ravens and a 1997 graduate of Winthrop. Chad, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I, it kind of shocked me when you said 1997. I can't believe it's been that long. It's getting a little crazy. I, I'm a 99 grad myself. Uh, we won't ask Mark the year he graduated because <laughs> he might not remember that far back. But uh, we certainly appreciate you taking your time uh, you know, out of your busy schedule, especially with the NFL draft going on this week, to be with us. So I, I guess I'll make that our first question to you. What's it like with the, with the draft happening this week? How busy are you? What are you up to? You know, we're really busy. It's crazy because we don't know what to expect. This is the first time that the draft has been done virtually. Uh, a lot of phone calls, a lot of Zoom web calls, just trying to get things together. And, you know, we're, we're at the tail end of it, and, and the mock drafts have been done, and uh, IT work has been done in everybody's house. And now we're like, okay, it's, uh, it's going to happen tomorrow. We're not exactly sure how it's going to go. Uh, but we'll get through it. But the thing is for us yeah. is all 32 teams are facing the same thing. So uh, we, we know our board is is good. We we know the type of players that we like, and uh, we have trust in in our owner and our GM and our head coach to to pick the right people. So it's it's going to be a little nerve wracking. It's going to be a little different, but. Uh, one of the benefits of this is that I'm going to be doing it from home. So I'll be able to be here with my wife and kids. And usually for draft weekend, it's three days of me leaving early in the morning and getting home about one o'clock in the, in the morning and not being able to see anybody. So I'll be able to experience the draft with my family for the first time, which is going to be really cool. Awesome. Um, Got to ask the question. Uh, you were you know basketball player here at Winthrop. How did you go from basketball to the NFL? And can you tell us a little bit about you know what your job entails? Yes. Uh, well, f- first of all, how I got here was I, I was I was playing basketball at Winthrop, and I had to change my major, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, Dan Kenny was the head coach at the time, and mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers uh, had, had started up, and they were training at Winthrop Coliseum till their stadium was built. So I was there, you know, two, three times a day, every lifting, running, practicing. And and Coach Kenny got me hooked up with Charlie Dayton, who at the time was uh, the head of PR for the Carolina Panthers. And uh, I went around with them for a day and said, oh, God, this is I love this. This is what I want to do. And they kind of laughed at me and said, you know, we've got 200 resumes of people with experience that are willing to to intern for free. You know, what experience do you have? And I really didn't have any. Um, But. Thanks to the uh, to to the SID department at Winthrop and and my coaches uh, really kind of uh, went to battle for me and and I was able enough to get an interview for an internship and uh, I did a uh, training camp internship after my junior year uh, another training camp internship after my senior year and uh, uh, since I since I declared my, that major late I had 15 hours left so uh, I did some work uh, in the athletics department at, at Winthrop during the week and then in the evenings and on the weekends I would drive up to Charlotte and do whatever I could to, to help out the Panthers and graduated in December um, then uh, the Panthers helped me to get a season-long internship up here at the Ravens uh, I was here for a year uh, after that, I went up to ESPN. I was a sports sports center and uh, NBA Tonight uh, production assistant. So looking at highlights and, and cutting them for, for sports center, which was an interesting job for four months. And then a few jobs came open in the NFL. I, my first full-time job was with the San Francisco 49ers. I was 
I was there for three years um, and then a job came open uh, here at the Ravens and I uh, came back and I've, I've been here for, for 18 years. And uh, so now um, my job entails, I am, I oversee the public and community relations department. So uh, all of our interactions with, uh, with the media, a number of the interactions with the fans, um, interviews, press conferences, releases, we write the media guide. Uh, and then also on the community relations side uh, with the, Family Foundation, the donations that, that we give out in the community, different scholarships and appearances uh, from the players year round. Okay. Uh, so it's it's the, the great thing about it is is we have many touch points with our fans uh, through the things that we do with uh, with through media relations and, and community relations. So it's it's a it's a it's a hectic and hard but really fulfilling job. Um, we're, we were looking at um, some articles on you um, prior to the interview here, and uh, one of them says, meet Chad Steele, the most famous <laughs> NFL face you don't know. Can you tell us why we don't know you and what makes you so famous? <laughs> um, well, I, I think, you know, um, for years and years, uh, every NFL team has to have a PR person on the sideline uh, for games. That is probably one of my favorite things that I've done. Um, and uh, the, and we're down there to coordinate with the networks, to coordinate with the, with the PR people up in the, up in the press box for injuries and things of that nature um, and sideline reporters. So uh, I, I did that. I was on the sidelines for 17 years. Um, and, and so when you, they cut to the sideline, you'd often see me. Um, and I'm a little different than most PR guys, you know, being, being a, a biracial six foot seven uh, PR person, that's, that's, that's not in the normal PR playbook. So uh, I'm seeing quite a bit and I'm always wearing a suit. Uh, and then for the past, uh, gee, seven years, uh, I've helped the NFL out at the Super Bowl um, during the week, helping out with credentials and things of that nature. And then after the, uh, I'm assigned to either a TV or radio sideline reporter during the game. And then after the game, uh, I'm assigned to players and, and the players, uh, particularly the, the winners have, uh, certain interviews that they have to do with our league partners. And, um, there's just so much chaos going on that they invite a couple of us, uh, from different down each year. Uh, and so for years and years, I would always have a quarterback and we're assigned the week before the game, the Wednesday before the game, we're assigned who we who we get. And just lucky enough, I just always happen to have the winning quarterback. Um, and uh, and then in the last couple of years, I've, I've been assigned to whoever the MVP is. So there are obviously a lot of cameras on um, on those people at that time. And there's such a crush that it is a race. You know, I have to sprint to get out there next to him because if I'm not next to him, by the time the media surrounds them, then I, I can't do my job. So I think I've just been caught on a lot of uh, on a lot of cameras, standing next to these super famous people, and 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 probably the pinnacle of the uh, of their career. So after all these years, you're still boxing out, right? Still boxing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Minnesota two years ago, Tracy Wolfson was a sideline reporter, mm -hmm. and she had to get Tom Brady. And Tracy is five two maybe and you know tiny about you know 90 pounds and it really is i mean hundreds of people and everybody is trying to get their shot and so this the head security guy for the for the patriots um is he's probably about six five and over 300 so we just kind of grabbed tracy put her in between us and then we just kind of moved out and boxed out until we could get her with tom so it really is i'm still using those uh those basketball skills <laughs> after the super bowl yeah, there's this great photo of you back from February of uh, you kind of handling Patrick Mahomes and uh, someone had tweeted out. So maybe we'll have to retweet that here yeah. just so people can 
uh, get a get a look at it. Chad, how would you say you know all the things you do, your experience at the Super Bowl? How would you say that you know being at Winthrop helped prepare you for where you are now? You know, I, I think what the, for me, I, I grew up as a military brat, and uh, so I spent most of my childhood overseas. I moved around fourteen times as a kid. Uh, and uh, when I graduated high school, my, my father was stationed in Leavenworth, Kansas. Um, and so uh, I, I, was a, I was a football player my whole life. I, I figured I'd play football. My dad played football at West Point. And, um, and when we moved to Leavenworth, uh, football season was halfway through. We moved in November, and so I couldn't play football. Uh, I was kind of forced to play basketball, and then ended up liking it. Was lucky enough to get a scholarship to to go to Winthrop, but uh, it was a challenge for me because I'd never been away from my family, and my entire life, because we moved so much, it was just the five of us uh, that we relied on. So moving. Uh, from Kansas to South Carolina and being that far away from from my parents and my siblings uh, was hard. But um, the the family atmosphere at Winthrop really helped shape me. Um, you know, a number of my teammates that were uh, from in and around South Carolina and Georgia, uh, I would be able to go home with them and we had long weekends. Uh, some classmates there um, that, that would have opportunity to go home with them, get a home-cooked meal, um, and, and really help me feel welcome. Uh, when, you know, talking to my sister when she went to college and some of my other friends from high school really got homesick and ended up going back closer to home. Uh, so it kind of gave me a home away from home. And then um, just the, the, the maturation there, uh, learning from so many different people, learning from, from the staff uh, there to kind of guiding me as to where I wanted to go was, uh, was huge. And um, I grew so much at my time there. And I really think it's because that community honestly really cares about uh, the students there. And it's not, it's not just the, the community on campus, it's, it's the extended community off campus, uh, you know, Cherry Hill Road and, and um, you know, the, the schools around there, the high schools. I remember going to Northwestern and watching, uh, watching football games. Um, and it's just that, that kind of sense of, of family and caring and wanting to see us do well. Um, you know, and, and I always say for the, when I when I talk to young people, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, you make when you're 17 years old. And that's where you're, you're going to school, um, because if I wasn't at Winthrop, uh, there's no way I'd be in the NFL. I was there just, you know, right place, right time with the Carolina Panthers. And then going past that, uh, if I wasn't in the NFL, I wouldn't have met my wife. You know, we met uh, I was working the Pro Bowl and she was working for DirecTV. Uh, so we met out in Hawaii through the NFL. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't be I wouldn't have Wendy. I wouldn't have Dylan and Colt, my kids, uh, if it wasn't for Winthrop. Uh, so being able to take advantage and having the people there honestly care about you and want to see you succeed um, is, is the reason where I am today. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to Winthrop for, for giving me those opportunities. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joe Casco and Mark Nortz here, and we're speaking with Chad Steele, the Senior Vice President of Communications with the Baltimore Ravens. He's a 1997 Winthrop graduate, and we're speaking to him by phone from his home in Maryland. Chad, do you have a favorite Winthrop story or a, a Winthrop moment that you might share with uh, with our community? You know, I, there's there's no one moment that, that, that really stands out. It's just... Um, so eye-opening as a freshman, you know, I'm going in there um, half half a country away from my family, um, and just the the inviting nature. I remember the the, the freshman meeting at Tillman Hall, uh, and you know, going in 
to eat lunch in the cafeteria with all those other students and playing pickup at that Peabody gym. Why does, does Peabody even exist? No, no, Pe- Peabody's gone to that great gym in the sky. Uh. It's uh, <laughs> it's now <laughs> it's now the Lois Rain West Center. Um, it's brand oh. new. It's state of the art. It's one of the greenest buildings um, in South Carolina. It's that's, a gor- that's gorgeous fantastic. facility. You would really do well to come back and visit and uh, and take in. It's got um, there's an indoor track, and I think there's at least four basketball courts. Um, you got weights. You got all kinds of stuff there. You'd love it. Well, you, yeah, you, I, you I, can I, play I, some pickup basketball against me and Mark, Chad. <laughs> as as yeah, I give you probably a good six to seven minutes of hard play, and then after that, it's going to be a little. Issue. No, you'd have to spot this like. 10 points to your zero and first to 11, I think. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And we'd have to make sure there's some oxygen tanks on the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, de- definitely. <laughs> tanks will need that. But yeah, I, I think it was just, it, it was, it was just the environment that, that was, that was so welcoming to me, you know, and uh, that, that Southern hospitality. Um, and, you know, I, as I said, as a, as a military brat and um, as a as a six foot seven, you know, biracial kid with ADD that was, you know, 160 pounds when I went to college, I probably wasn't the, the, the prize of any friend circles, uh, but everybody really welcoming me and, 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 and them wanting to see me do well was great. Uh, I do remember those times at Winthrop Coliseum uh, when we would have, um, you know, the conference games and, and to have the fraternities and sororities that are supporting us and the people from around. Those are things that, that I really cherish. And uh, we were down playing the Carolina Panthers last year. Uh, I think it was in October. And um, and so then we flew in on Saturday and Saturday night. Uh, I went out to dinner with, uh, I think, Jesus, probably about nine or ten of my teammates uh, from when I was playing there. And we just, you know, went, went out, had a great dinner and just sat around and telling lies about how great we were in, <laughs> in college and how, um, how popular we were. But it was it was just fun to, to, to still have. Uh, those friendships this many years later uh, says something about um, about Winthrop because I'm talking to my sister and talking to my brother and some other people there there are friends that they had in college that were good friends there but they've lost touch so for for us to still have that 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 foundation and and that friendship through Winthrop is, is something truly special. So Chad, we've got a number of young people in our mass comm department who are into sports. Uh, we got a couple guys who host a sports show here on the station and they've been podcasting their NFL draft coverage all week. So we got to ask you an inside the NFL type question. Give us a give us a cool story or give us a, you know an experience of something that's happened during your time in the NFL that uh people would be really uh would would be interested to hear. You know, I I I think when I look back why I love doing what I do is because of, as I said, it's the touch points with the people. And um, obviously us winning the Super Bowl was, was a fantastic memory and um, being able to be a part of Super Bowls now, even when the organization isn't, uh, isn't uh, involved in the room, the Ravens aren't involved is, is, is absolutely spectacular for me. If you'd have told 15 year old Chad that this is what you'd be doing out of out of laughed in your face. Um, those are all great, but the, the, the special times for me, um, are when there are no cameras around and, uh, the athletes really take time out of their day, um, to help people in need. Um, you know, there, there are many, many 
calls that I remember getting for, for Ray Lewis, for sick people, dying people, people that need to pick me up and raise like, okay, uh, bring them out here on Friday. Let me know what I can do. Um, one in particular, I remember I was, uh, uh, I was out in, um, at a hibachi restaurant with, uh, with my family and, and my in-laws and, you know, you sit around that big table and there are eight people there and I was sitting next to a family and the father was right next to me and then the son was next to him and then the mother and two daughters. And, uh, it was right before Super Bowl 50, we we're getting ready to leave. And my wife's from Northern California. So we we're talking about the things we were going to do when we we're out there and the NFL and the, the guy leaned over to me and he said, are, do you play for the Ravens? And, and I said, no. Um, you know, uh, and so I went back to talking to my family. My wife kind of knocked me under the table. Hey, don't be a jerk, you know. And so he came back again. He says, "Do you, are you are you involved in the NFL?" And I said, "Yes, I do PR for the Ravens." And he said, "Oh my gosh, my my son, you know, he's seven. Uh, tell him about your favorite Christmas gift you got." And it was a it was a picture of Steve Smith Sr. Um, and uh, and a cutout of uh, a part of a football that uh, that we use in a football game that was autographed by Steve. And he said, it's my favorite gift. It's up on my wall. It's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning. It's the last thing I see when I go to bed at night. Um, and I just thought that was really cool. So I texted Steve. I didn't tell the family. I texted Steve and said, hey, man, I've got this young kid who idolizes you. Um, if you have a minute, you know, can you just give me a call and give him a couple um a couple minutes and some words of advice and encouragement. And I didn't ex really expect to hear back from him. It's late on a Saturday and he was rehabbing an injury in the off season. And uh, he texted me back two minutes later and said, give me five minutes. And, uh, and so he called and uh, I told him the young man's name and I handed the phone to the dad to give to his son. And I said, Hey, it's, this is for your son. And he saw the caller ID, saw Steve Smith. And he said, is this for real? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and um, wow. and nice. hey, the, the kid, took the phone in his mouth dropped and he didn't say anything. I was like, Hey, you got to talk to him. And, uh, and so the father told the mom that, you know, Steve Smith senior, I saw the, saw the mom crying and Steve talked to the kid for about five minutes. And, um, and we got, and I just said, Hey, thanks. I'll give you a call in a little while. And, uh, my, the father and I exchanged, uh, information and he was, he, he was a CEO of this uh, massive construction company up here in Baltimore. And we kept in touch and I'd see him at different events. And he said, I, I can't tell you what that meant to my son. And he would go out rain, sleet, snow, sh sunshine, whatever it was with his gloves on and throw the ball up and Hey dad, you got to do this. Steve told me to do this. So the impact that that had on that family was huge. And it didn't cost us, it didn't cost the Ravens anything. It didn't cost Steve anything other than five minutes of his time. Um, and so th those types of things are, are, are the things I love uh, about my job. You know, those things that, that maybe no one would ever know um, except for, you know, me telling the story now, but it's, it's something that, that really, you know, I think even if they weren't Ravens fans before they would be now, we may have a Raven fan for life. And that young man who may come back and, and be the, be the, the head of a company want to buy a suite from us and, and, and share the story with, with how the Ravens touched him. So those are, those are the things that I'll remember. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, Chad, this has been great, but we do have to ask you one more question. We are a, um, a music radio station here. So we, you know, people are sheltering in place and they're quarantining and all that stuff like that. Um, what about music? Do you have a pandemic playlist that you're, uh, you're playing or, or a couple of songs oh. that, that are acting as inspiration to you? It's, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm a music fanatic. Um, I, I listen to all genres. My, my dad growing up, my dad would 
would wake me up early and we would make breakfast for the family on Saturdays and we would listen to, you know, Ray Goodman Brown and Earth, Wind and Fire and the Commodores and Stevie Wonder. Uh, and then my mom, she would get up and when I'm helping clean late in the afternoon, she would listen to Kenny Rogers and Ronnie Millsap and Led Zeppelin. So I, I, I it's such a wide uh, variety that I like. And, and my kids luckily have have really gotten into that too. My, my daughter is a 80s rocker. She loves 80s hair bands. That's, that's her thing. My son is, is huge into to R&B and a little bit of hip hop, clean hip hop. Um, <laughs> you know, but for me, my favorite of all time is Prince. Oh, and nice. Anytime, anywhere. Uh, I, I play Prince. I, you know, just him as an artist and, and what he did. My wife bought me, I'm, I'm reading his book now, The Beautiful Ones, which is amazing. Uh, but I, I saw Prince 10 times uh, would, before he passed, including one time at his house in Paisley Park uh, in Minnesota. I think it was 02. Um, and it was just, it was unbelievable. The fact that that man wrote all of these songs for so many different people. He played on his first album. He played all 28 instruments on that album. You know, just the genius of uh, of his music. So anytime I need a little boost or we're, we're relaxing or doing something, I, I, I always put on Prince. In, in no particular order, um, your top three Prince songs. Oof, Purple Rain, obviously. Um Darling Nikki is probably a, um, a, a sneaky one in there. Um, and then there's there's one that wasn't widely released. It's called Electric Love that he played at um, at a club in, uh, in, in Minnesota in, in, in 1982. That uh, I, it's, it's on YouTube, uh, but it's not it was never released on an album. Uh, but I, I kind of ripped it off YouTube and put it through that MP3 changer and I have it I have it on my phone. Uh, so those are probably, t- but they're, they're just, I mean, they're, they're, they're so, there's just so many little red Corvette and when doves cry and let's go crazy. I mean, it's just, there are just so many, but purple rain is the one. Anytime Prince comes on, the kids want to hear purple rain, no matter what other songs we're listening to, that one has to come on as well. Well, Chad, we really appreciate you taking the time and we will, uh, tip our raspberry berets to you today. So, uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time. I, I appreciate it, guys, and stay safe. That was Chad Steele, Senior Vice President of Communications with the Baltimore Ravens, a 1997 graduate of Winthrop University. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day.